Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey everyone, it's GQ here and welcome back to yet another episode of How We Solve. Today I have with me Philip, who is the VP of Business Development and Partnerships at Gorgeous.com, an e-commerce help desk with 7,000 clients. He is also the co-owner of Routine Probiotics. He was previously a co-founder of Dealers, an e-commerce focused retailer that generated over $20 million in revenue in its first 24 months. And he has worked with both Google and Microsoft in several sales, marketing, and operational roles. Philip's also super passionate about helping e-commerce merchants optimize and scale their back-end operations in order to boost profits. Philip, welcome to the show. Hi, GQ. Thank you so much for having me. We were chatting just before the show that you're launching a summit tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, so we're having the first DTCX Summit. So there's over 2,500 attendees. We're having fantastic speakers like Gary V, Michelle Romanoff, the CEO of ClearBank, newly minted billion-dollar company, and also some great speakers that are in the usual scene around like e-commerce, like Ezra Firestone, Dylan Whitman. Yeah, an array of technologies, agencies, and uh, entrepreneurs coming together to celebrate e-commerce. It's super fantastic. And on the topic of e-commerce, obviously, congratulations on the launch of your DTC Summit. That's super awesome. I'd love to dive into the problem that we're solving today. So if you'd like to be the one to share, what's the problem that we're solving today, Philip? Absolutely. So today we're talking about how to transform support from painful to exceptional, which is a little bit at the core of what we're uh, trying to achieve here at, at Gorgeous and something that all merchants should be thinking about as you know they're reaching new revenue goals, and they want to really improve that retention of their customers. We know how complicated it is to acquire new customers. So when we have one, we should do everything we can to retain them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Customer retention, that is super crucial. I I think a lot of people are so focused on acquiring new customers sometimes, and they kind of leave customer support towards the end. But I'm curious to see, curious to hear from you, you know, how has that shifted in 2021? Because I think now more brands are very, very concerned about customer service, customer experience as a whole. They're not just thinking about getting new customers all the time. They're thinking about how can they turn customers into evangelists? What are you seeing on your side? A hundred percent. And actually, like three years ago, when I started talking about customer experience and being involved with Gorgeous, like nobody really cared about customer service. Everybody was seeing this as like an expense. There's something that's just like you add overhead to it and it's not automated. It's like you just add more agents. And that was a very linear function in that sense. And now like it had already like started changing a little bit that mindset. But now with COVID, like people had to step up their customer experience, try to almost achieve that level of experience that people could get in retail and transform that and transport that online and have a matching level of experience. And now it's with the new changes that are happening with iOS 15 and 14 that are being released, like changing the way that retribution works, that like you can acquire new customers. And also with the end of COVID and people that will be like spending a little bit more of their hard-earned money in physical retail, yeah, a lot of brands are now like really focused on that experience and that retention, which is a metric that's extremely important. And part of this experience retention, there is like obviously the customer support function that hits on that. And that's what we're focused on at Gorgeous. We want to like improve that subset of the customer experience. I love that. And when we're talking about delivering exceptional customer service, 
What are some of the benchmark KPIs that brands should be looking out for when it comes to customer support? Right. So there's a few things that are the usual suspects if you want. So for example, like customer satisfaction. So like what's the satisfaction rate that you're getting after an interaction with customer service? So that's that would be like the first one. And the things that are impacting this usually are like first time reply and the overall time that it took to resolve the customer inquiry. So how fast are you replying to a message from your or a conversation from your customer? And then how long does it take to fully resolve that inquiry? Are you like letting it drag on for a couple of days until the customer is like just gets annoyed and disappear on its own? Or are you really addressing the problem as fast as possible to shorten that time? And uh, obviously, the faster the issue is resolved, the highest satisfaction will, the higher it will be. And now there's also a new layer that gets added onto that. And uh, the most forward thinking retailers are also starting to look at like revenue generated from customer service agents. So that's like the next step in customer support excellence, if you want, is being able to tie in some revenue to the performance of your customer support team. I love that piece because I think the ROI piece is something that a lot of brands are concerned with, right? You know, they're always like, hey, if I spend X amount of dollars on customer support, well, how do we get back that money, right? Like, you know, it's not just like a few thousand dollars or however five, six figures that you throw out there that goes into thin air, but rather, you know, like you've mentioned, there is that revenue generation aspect, not just in post sales, but also pre-sales as well, because there's a lot of different touch points. There are different avenues for agents to actually properly sell, write the right products, upsell, cross-sell, you name it. And out of curiosity, Gorgeous is able to track all of these KPIs because I'm curious, like, you know, if I was running a customer service today, I probably want to be able to track everything without having to pull information from different sources. Correct. So yeah, those like first time reply, resolution time, customer satisfaction, those stats will be available in pretty much every uh, help desk. I would say that's like the foundational part of statistics on a customer service side. The revenue generated part, actually, yes, it's pretty unique to Gorgeous. And it's right now only available for merchants that are on Shopify. And it's possible because like we have such a deep integration with the Shopify data that we're able to tie in if there was an order passed like in Shopify within like a certain time of a customer service interaction for a certain customer. So yeah, that is available out of the box in one click. And for today, like if you're a customer service leader, that's one thing that you want to be able to show up to your executives and be like, hey guys, like this month we've generated so much. The cost of our department is so much. So like it's it should at least so trying to be like a zero sum uh, game for uh, the customer service department. And if you can be a positive territory, even better. But what you don't want to show is like, as you mentioned, you're costing five figure a month. And uh, you're not able to provide any uh, type of ROI back. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be on that short end of the stick. Yeah, exactly. Never. <laughs> like, hey, okay, hey, you know, like, oh, spend this amount. But guess what? We're not generating any income for you guys. I think that's so important that Gorgeous does that. It's able to basically show the ROI of customer service. But let's dive into the meat of things. Today, we talked about what are the KPIs or benchmark KPIs you need to keep a lookout for when it comes to delivering exceptional customer support, right? But let's talk about for brands who are not at the stage where they're delivering exceptional customer support just yet, they're just starting, I wouldn't use the word painful, but they're starting somewhere, right? Let's just put it that way. So what are the steps to solving it? Maybe you can start with what's the first step for me as a brand to improve my customer support that I can start delivering exceptional customer support. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive right in. 
well, first we want to improve a little bit the agent efficiency, right? So if you have one customer service agent, you want to go from like those like low 24 hour first time reply and resolution time. And you want to start moving this quickly toward like one hour resolution time. So how do you do that? You can like, well, first of all, like having a place where all your communications are aggregated together. So whatever chat communication channel that you have, it can be email, it can be, you know, Facebook Messenger, your Facebook comments or SMS. You want all of this tied in one single platform. And then you want to match those communication to your customer profile automatically. So if that email comes in, you want to know exactly everything there is to know about that customer without having to shuffle in different platforms so that you have everything at your fingertips. So that would be like really the step number one is to have this place to aggregate communication and match them automatically to a customer profile so that you have all the context available at your fingertip. And the second level of that, like still being part of this is, yeah, just like shorten the time to action for your agents. So like if you need to process a return or like create a draft order for this client or tell them where like their tracking number, you want all of those actions to be done as quickly as possible, again, without changing platform and so on. So you want to start setting up macros and like templated messages that include those data points automatically in uh, the messages. So that's really like how you start getting started and you move the needle on like replying faster and resolving faster the issues that your clients are facing. One really interesting point that you brought up is macros, right? So let's say today as a company, you know, we have sub-brands, so to speak, right? Let's say we have like four or five different sub-brands and my team is like maybe 10, 20 agents, 30 agents. But with a list of macros, I guess that can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. I guess like, you know, if I was an agent and I had to service like five to 10 different brands, I would probably have to scroll through a lot of macros. Like what's a good, I guess, like a good way around that? Of organizing the macros, right? Yeah, organizing the macros or getting the right macros up front or, you know, servicing different brands. Like what, what are some recommendations around that? Yeah, great question. So it depends on which platform you're working out of. So if you're working out of Zendesk, for example, like uh, there will be like a kind of a decision tree where you will like click on like first, let's say you will organize by brand. So you'll have brand A, then the topic would be like everything around where's my order. And then within that, you will have like four or five different where's my order macro for depending if it has been delivered, if it's just shipped and so on. So that's like the Zendesk way. And that's the way that most help desk work. In Gorgeous, for example, it's a little bit different. So you start creating macros and then you will create very specific titles for your macro, so subject lines, basically. So for example, like the subject line could be brand A, where is my order? The order has been delivered. So then what happens is like every time that you start answering to tickets, like and where's my order is about like 25, 30% of the inquiries that you will get, you will start selecting like a certain macro. And our machine learning engine will, you know, over time determine that this is the most relevant macro for this type of message. So we're reading automatically the content of the message and then we're offering automatically to the agent the most relevant macro through machine learning. And again, here the goal is to maximize agent efficiency. So if your agent doesn't have to go through different layers of like little like menus options in order to find the right macro, you're getting to that right macro faster with less effort. Your macro usage goes up and then like that just improves a little bit the, the speed of resolution, speed of first time reply for a certain ticket. So for us, like really embedding all of those little machine learning elements directly in the platform is key to improve agent efficiency. And that's really the first step that we're solving here. 
So, you know, we talked about how agents are able to be efficient at supporting customers as they come through. But let's say today I as a customer, you're like you're taking on the example of having extroverted customers or introverted customers. Some customers choose to like, hey, I like to hit up customer support and just get all my questions sorted out. But if I'm someone who doesn't like to hit up customer support, and I think this kind of touches on the next step that we're about to talk about as well, you know, what's a good way to support customers like that who don't want to talk to customer support? Right. Again, it's moving so fast in that field. So providing like self-service options for customers to figure out by themselves where their order is, how to initiate a return and exchange without necessarily like having to go through like a complicated chat or like an agent that's not very receptive to their request and so on. So yeah, so self-service options are becoming more and more prevalent in our space. That will allow customer to, for example, find their tracking number from their order that they ordered last week automatically without talking to a customer service agent with minimal effort. So with no more effort than like entering their email address. So you just like in the chat widget, you can be like, hey, I'm this person or like it might also find you by IP address or something like this. And then you can just like, I want to know my tracking number from my previous order and that will be handed to you automatically. And we know that again, where's my order about like 25, 30% of uh, all uh, inquiries. So we know that like, if we can remove those type of questions from being asked to customer service agents, then again, we're like just reducing the total workload of tickets. It's beneficial for the merchant's agent. Again, like also another use case for that would be initiating a return. Loop returns, Returnly, Return Magic, all of these companies are working really hard to solve that issue. But like, how do you initiate a return that is legit and that the merchant is not going to get necessarily screwed on without having to talk to a customer service agent? So like having those return self-serve options also embedded potentially in the same chat widget or like FAQ page is really what's like being worked on right now in the space. So FAQ page should no longer be statics. It should be like something where you're starting to have like kind of intelligent information that is very specific to the client that you're serving. That's where there is the value, not like circling articles that are telling you about your average shipping time. Like nobody cares. I want to know if my order is actually being delivered this week and where like USPS has it. One thing that you brought up, which also this part, actually the self-service piece also ties back into the agent efficiency, right? Because if people can find the information on their own using automation or speaking to a bot, so to speak, these agents in the background can then focus on customers who actually need human interaction versus just automation. So I think in that sense, that kind of contributes to the efficiency part of it, doesn't it? A hundred percent. It's like we want to remove the agent from like answering those basic where's my order questions. Like an agent shouldn't have to handle that. There should be rich information provided automatically by an array of means. It can be AI, it can be a self-serve widget to the client. So that's really important to like get rid of that as much as possible so that, as you mentioned, we focus on more complex inquiries or pre-sales, upsells, and like really transforming your agents into more to more like sellers. Yeah. So, you know, on the topic where we talked about customer support as it is, it sounds like most of the things are at some level pretty reactive, but what's a different approach if we want to take a more proactive approach? Like how would that look like if we wanted to turn from a reactive approach to a proactive approach? Right. Well, for example, so we did the third and fourth step of like how we make customer service exceptional is really about transforming those interactions more into like seller type 
retail type customer service interactions. And how do you do that? You create some prompts like across the customer journey to interact with customer service. So it's just in the same way that let's say you're walking in a retail store, somebody walks up to you and they're like, hey, do you need help? Like finding something in particular, like look over there, we have this section on sale. And then if you're walking toward that section or like the jean section in a retail store, somebody might walk up to you and be like, hey, I see you're looking at those jeans. Yeah, they're a great model. They're like washable in this way or they're made of this material that is like sustainable and so on. They might provide you extra context in order for you to engage with them because they know that if you're talking to them, you're most likely to purchase a pair of jeans on that day. You can redo exactly the same thing through live chat. One of the way to do that would be like chat campaigns that are specific to certain like product page or certain pages throughout the customer journey that your customers are on. So if somebody is on your bestseller page, you might want to give them a little prompt. It's like, hey, this product solves this issue and I'm here to help you if you need anything. And you want to create those interactions and you want those people to start interacting with customer service because you know that, well, we know that a uh, chat, a pre-sale chat converts into a sell to about 30%. Nice. So like, if you're able to create more of those pre-sale interactions, then you're going to overall like increase your conversion rate. And that's like 30% pre-sale chat into sales is actually about 10 times like the average conversion rate. So like having more of these prompts like on specific moments in the journey that are really targeted, like can really be beneficial for your brand and for your, your top line. And I really love Gorgeous's approach to this. That is really converting, as you say, customer support from a cost center to a profit center in this case. Right. And then to be able to show back to your management that revenue generated, that's all what it's about. So when we're working with great agencies like LTV Plus, I know you guys are also focused on that. It's like you want to be able to show to your clients like, hey, here's a revenue potentially that was generated this month from our interactions. So we're working together like into transforming this momentum and create more higher value pre-sale engagement. And then after that, it also changes a little bit the way you train your agents, right? Now it's more like you're not trained on replying where's my order 100 times a day, which is like a little bit more monkey work, but you're more like now trained on product. You need to understand more about the specific things about certain products of the company and so on. So I think it's just like adding a lot of value in the field of customer service for for e-commerce businesses. And I love that. This is kind of like thinking of product experts because you're looking for like agents can then focus on really bringing the best out of the brand. Because, you know, when we talk about agents, it's not just, as you say, answering what's my order kind of inquiries, but also talking about, hey, you know, like I share that same passion for, say, fashion or fitness, supplements, et cetera, et cetera. And so agents can actually focus more on that aspect of a conversation, right? But, you know, we, we talked a lot about automation. We talked a lot about efficiency and, of course, being proactive with it. I think the one thing that has come across, in, in fact, like in my conversations with other brands, other CX folks as well, you know, how do you find that balance between automation and personalization? I think that's something that brands are constantly fighting. You know, like, how much do I automate? How much should I use chatbots? Do I not use chatbots? What if people think I'm not being very personal with you, you know, building rapport with you? Well, what, what do you think about that? Right. That's a good question that every brand should ask itself. Then there's like a grid probably where, okay, I want fully automated. I can be a little bit more like cowboyish all the way to like, I need to provide extreme white glove, Louis Vuitton uh, style like service by uh, agents. And then anybody is like in between like, yeah, the dropshipper and Louis Vuitton, you know? <laughs> dropshipper wants 100% automated and Louis Vuitton is like full white glove. 
video camera service from agents that are probably like directly in the store showing the the shelves to their clients because they're selling a three thousand dollar bag next to it. So every brand should ask itself that question, and then the answer lies like into like how much effort actually am I willing to work the system versus work like the inquiries that are coming in. Like your support manager. So like if you're a brand that starts to have like three, four agents and you're starting to have like good momentum, your support manager should be like closer to an engineer than he should be to a customer service representative. And that that engineer mindset is just like, okay, so there's like workflow engines. Like how can I create very specific rules that will answer a very specific use case? So for example, somebody asking, where's my order? I only want to reply automatically if the order was shipped less than a week ago, if there's a tracking number on that order, and if there's not an alert on it or something. So like now I need to start like creating those scenarios that are very precise and that will provide customers with rich experiences and information. So it's a road toward like, right now when we're seeing like the benchmark, the best brands, for example, Steve Madden or Decathlon that we're working with that you know, have this automation mindset, you know, are automating about like 20-25% of uh, their customer service inquiries. So that's the road where like a lot of merchants are on right now. But 20-25%, that's a huge amount. I mean, like that, that, is, that is such a huge impact. And I think that really frees agents up to really focus on the key matters at hand. Now, if there was any book or resource out there that you recommend customer service folks or, you know, other brand founders to check out, what would that book or resource B if they want to learn more about how you turn customer service from a not so good setup to exceptional. Yeah, I mean, the best resources to do that would just be to visit gorgeous.com and say that you listen on the LTV <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm coming from there and I want to learn more and we're going to be happy to just show you the, the back end ropes. Some things that personally as a manager have been uh, the Bible of like management, people management, like right now, like, well, it's been for 20 years, but high output management has definitely been one that last year I really enjoyed. Ray Dalio principles as well of like, how do you transfer like your life experiences, your company culture into like principles that you can deploy across your organization and align people on. And I think that's very applicable in your customer service department as you're trying to really embed it to be the voice of the company. I mean, your customer service team is the voice of the company. So like, we need to make sure that it's aligned with the rest of your organization. And a book that I really enjoyed also recently was The Promised Land from Barack Obama as well. Like Some good like decision-making experiences that he went through and how those challenges were solved internally. So yeah, that's definitely something that uh, anybody that wants a little bit more uh, insights on the life of the president uh, could read. And it's pretty uh, entertaining. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I have to check that book out. And if someone had more questions and they want to you know, reach out to you, Phil, what's a good way to contact you? Sure, you can uh, easily contact me at phil at gorgeous.com. I'm accessible on LinkedIn as well. If you're an SDR or BDR, you find my information on Lucia, my phone number. You hit me up. I pick up all those calls. You hit my inbox and LinkedIn. I'll be happy to answer. Yeah, and don't forget to join as well, dtcx.io. There's a, a vibrant community of e-commerce customer experience practitioners in there. It's a place where people exchange on best practices around customer experiences and the challenge that they face at a certain moment in that specific field. How often will DTCX be running? I think we spoke about this a little bit briefly before. Yeah, so DTCX as a large key summit will be happening on a quarterly basis with thousands of attendees, like dozens of speakers. 
And then also we're starting in-person workshops and meetups under that DTCX brand. So we have the first one this month in New York, where there's going to be 100 attendees. And then we're going to start expanding in more cities in LA, Toronto, London for the end of the year. So we're pretty excited about getting customer experience practitioners together because this is what it's really about. It's about getting those people that are focused on improving that customer journey together in a place where they can chat about their challenges and find solutions together. I love it. Well, hey, Phil, I really want to continue. I feel like there's so much more that we could be talking about, but I think for today, we've covered at least the solutions to the key problem that we've been talking about. So, Phil, thanks a lot for coming on the show. It was really great catching up with you. Thanks, GQ, for having me. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, let's catch up soon. Take care. Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.